God will double whatever has been affected in the name of Jesus. Somebody was saying that 2020 is a bad year. I shouted. I said, keep quiet. It's too early to give up on 2020. This is the eighth month. This is the what? The eighth month. You still have five months in 2020. I want to tell you this morning that the word over the house, that all things are now ready. God will make it happen for you in the name of Jesus. God gave me a picture of December 31st. And everybody is celebrating December 31st, 2020. And the kind of thanksgiving and testimony that we are sharing. God asked me to tell you that the things he will do for you in 2020 will be far much more than whatever he has done for you in the mighty name of Jesus. God is going to repay you. You see, the way the lockdown happened is that whatever you deserve that was on hold because of the lockdown, it is accumulating interest. You know what they call cumulative interest? It is accumulating interest. So, by the time it is being released, you will get the principal, you will get the interest, and you will get the compounded interest in the mighty name of Jesus. Can we give God a big shout? Can we give him just, let's just appreciate him. Let's appreciate him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, you see, the lockdown happened unexpectedly. Nobody planned it. Nobody prayed for it. Nobody expected it. It just happened. March, everybody locked down. It was like joke, like joke. From one month to two months, to two months, to three months, to four months. Nobody planned it. Some people were affected. Some people were affected more than other people. Some people lost their jobs. Some, some companies have to downsize. Some people that did not lose their job, their salaries were, were slashed into two. So, so many things happened. And um, on May 5th, on May 5th, I received a message on May 5th, this, uh, during the lockdown. You know, my mom, she's not here, she's in the U.S. They just called me and they told me that my mom, she fainted and she entered into a coma. You know, she entered into a coma. Wow. I spoke with her two days ago. How could she enter into a coma? That they had to rush her to an emergency ICU in the hospital. They had to rush her quickly. When they got to the hospital, they found out that she has diabetic. And she has not been taking her drugs. She has not been, I mean, visiting the doctors and all those stuff. Because of the lockdown, she didn't even want to go near hospital. Because she's afraid that if she goes to the hospital, they will tell her that she has what? She has COVID. So she didn't want to do that. And there's something they call diabetic coma. So she entered into it, and she was in coma for several days. And you see, the reports start coming in that she's diabetic. Apart from diabetic, her kidneys are affected. They start coming up with all kinds of reports. We couldn't talk to her. You know, when they show us her picture, she was lying on the bed. Praise the Lord. And I started praying, you know. We started praying concerning her. Now, at first, when I was praying, I was giving God reasons why God should not allow my mom to die. You understand? Because practically, it's as if she's dead. Then, on top of it, they now say she has COVID-19. On top of all these things that I've counted, they now say she has what? She has COVID-19. 
You've been praying, praying, praying that God heal, heal, heal. And they now say COVID-19 is involved again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I start praying that God, this is not what you planned for me. This is not what we agreed for 2020. You know, I quoted a lot of scriptures. I cited a lot of examples to God. I talked to God that, Lord, God, I'm the, I'm the person, the person you have put, in, like a minister in charge of Caleb, the elders. I cannot be taking care of elders and my whole mom will be afflicted. I cited so many examples. Praise the Lord. Then suddenly a word came. He said, for Jesus' sake. I said, which one is for Jesus' sake? That word just came into my spirit, man. He said, for Jesus' sake. So at that point, I changed the direction of my prayers. I was no longer giving God reasons why he should heal my mom. <laughs> you know, I just realized that there is no reason I can give God that is enough for adequate. There is already a reason why my mom must not die. And that reason is for the sake of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what has happened. The only reason she deserved to be rescued is because of the price that Jesus has paid. Praise the Lord. So I changed my prayer. I start stating all the things that Jesus has done. Because of Jesus, we have a voice in heaven. Because of Jesus, we have an advocate. Because of Jesus, we have an intercessor. I said, Jesus, pray for my mother. Take control of it. You are my intercessor. Praise the Lord. And within two weeks, she woke up from the coma. Hallelujah. A couple of months after then, the COVID something turned to negative. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Somebody that I could not speak with, she was discharged from the hospital about two, two weeks ago. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, what I want to tell you concerning this testimony is this. No matter what you think is impossible, no matter what a case that you think is close, no matter how impossible the situation is, because of Jesus... Because of Jesus, every impossible case, God will what? God will turn it around in the name of Jesus. Because of the price that Jesus has paid concerning you, because of the death of Jesus, you are exempted from evil in the name of Jesus. Because of what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary, you are not permitted to be afflicted. You are not permitted to be tormented. You are not permitted to be sick in the mighty name of Jesus. So what I'll be talking with us this morning is what I term victory in Christ. Victory in Jesus. And our text will be 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57. Please, can, we, can they show us on the screen? He said, thanks be to God who has given us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. He said, thanks be to God who has given us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to tell you this morning that you have victory. That you have what? You have victory. And the victory that you have is a gift that God has given to you. Praise the Lord. A gift that God has given to you. 
the way you are gifted with salvation, so also God has given you what? Has given you victory. You are not permitted to lose. You are not permitted to fail. The Bible says you shall be above only and not what? And not beneath. The Bible says that whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcome the world. Even your faith. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter what is happening outside. It doesn't matter the experiences around you. Your own case is different. There's what we call a covenant of exemption. You are exempted from evil. Coronavirus is not permitted to touch you. Poverty is not permitted to touch you. Barrenness is not permitted to afflict you. In the name of Jesus. You know, when, I, when we talk about barrenness, it's not only a woman that can be barren. It's not only a womb, barrenness of the womb. There's what we call barrenness of life. Nothing is happening. The same place five years ago, the same place this year, the same place, nothing is changing. Moving in circles, going around, around and around and around, not making any significant progress in your life. It is a barren situation. And when God made you, you were created to be fruitful. He said, he said be fruitful. He said, multiply, have dominion and subdue. That is what you are called to do. And that is why it is not in a man's DNA to be stagnant. Any man that is stagnant is not happy with it. You cannot see somebody that is stagnant and is happy. He's not happy. Praise the Lord. I always tell people, the more you advance in age, if you are not making progress as you are advancing in age, what happens? Life becomes a burden. You'll be afraid of clocking 40. You'll be afraid of clocking 45. Instead of celebrating 45, instead of celebrating 50 years old, you'll be what? You'll be afraid of it. <laughs> there was a guy in my office many, many years ago. I mean, we were just celebrating him. We say, happy 50th birthday. And the man was shocked. It was his birthday, but he was shocked that is what? That is 50 years. He could not believe it that is 50 years. Him himself could not believe it. Praise the Lord. Why could he not believe it? Because of the results on ground. The result of the ground does not what? Does not match the age he has lived. He was still a messenger. I'm not saying it's bad to be messenger, but I'm just using him as a word, as an example. Praise the Lord. So you are designed to be progressive. You are designed by God to succeed. That is why you are uncomfortable when you are not making it. You are uncomfortable when you are not advancing. You're uncomfortable when things are not going well. It is a good feeling to have. But instead of not worrying about it, we need to key in into the victory that Jesus has given unto you. You are born of God. You are an overcomer. You are a conqueror. You are a winner. Praise the Lord. And you don't win once in a while. You win all the time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 2020, you are winning in Jesus' name. Every word that God has proclaimed over your life in 2020, you will see the manifestation in the name of Jesus. John 16, verse 33. John 16, verse 33. Jesus made a very profound statement in John 16, verse 33. He said, these words I speak to you so that in me you will what? 
you will have peace. He said, in the world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Please, can you give me the APC version? Give me the APC version. Praise the Lord. APC. He said, I have told you these things. I have told you these things. Okay, you may have perfect peace. Praise the Lord. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world, you will have tribulation and distress and suffering. I, is, I mean, they explain what it is. They say in the world, you will have what? Tribulation. There will be distress in the world. There will be suffering. All kinds of trials. All kinds of, you know, COVID-19 is in the world. When you are in the world, you will suffer those things. Praise the Lord. Can you put it up back? Okay. But be courageous, be confident. Be courageous, be confident. Be undaunted. Be filled with joy. I have overcome. This is not APC. I want APC. A- uh, Amplify Classic. Give me Amplify Classic. Amplify Classic. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jesus, there is something that Jesus did that makes you to qualify for victory. And that's some of the things I want to quickly explain to us this morning. There's something Jesus did. Jesus did something for you to be able to qualify for it. And for you to be able to live in victory. So if he has done it, why suffer for it? Praise the Lord. They can't find it. Let me open my own. Um... Praise the Lord. Now, uh, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. He said, in the world you will have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration in the world. He said, but be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Be certain. Be undoubted. For I have overcome the world. Then he made a very significant statement. He said, I have deprived the world of his power to arm you. And I've conquered it for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can we appreciate Jesus for that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I have deprived of the world of his power to what? To harm you. And I've conquered the world for you. Praise the Lord. Now, how did Jesus conquer the world? How did Jesus overcame the world? How did Jesus make the world not to be able to afflict you or to attack you? How did Jesus make the devil to be powerless? This is a very, it's a, it's a foundational principle that every Christian, you need to have it. Every Christian is a must for you to understand it. The Bible says that the foundation is faulty. What can the righteous do? It's a foundational principle. You must understand what Jesus did. You must understand why he has to do it. And you must understand the benefit of what Jesus did. Praise the Lord. Now, Jesus died on the cross. Not because he wanted to die on the cross. But because there is something that must be achieved. And the death on the cross is what will help him to achieve it. Praise the Lord. Now, sin came into the world 
That is the beginning. Sin came in. Now, together with sin, came in poverty, came in sickness, came in um, diseases, came in afflictions. You see, Satan cannot operate when there is no sin. Sin opens the door for Satan to be able to operate. That's why the Bible says that the wages of sin is what? Is death. Death is not just death, you know, you die physically. It is part of it. But death also connotes so many other things. Death is a, a degraded life. It's a, it's a life that is substandard to the life of God. So, when sin comes in, death always follows sin. Death always follows sin. Anywhere there is sin, you will always see what? You will always see death. The children of Israelite, there was a man that wanted to curse them. But he couldn't curse them. Because he went to all the different mountains to curse them. At every point, he said, I cannot curse whom God has what? Whom God has blessed. Every time he uttered a curse, what comes in? It's a blessing that comes in. Praise the Lord. And that's why the Bible says there is no enchantment against Jacob. There is no divination against Israel. He said, he said, he said, he said, no weapon that is fashioned against you shall what? Shall prosper. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, now, the, 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 the prophet advised the king, introduce sin into the camp of Israelites. And they introduced sin into the camp. And that same day, 30,000 people died. He has been trying to curse them. He couldn't curse them. But when he introduced sin, what happened? Death follows. Praise the Lord. It has been happening from the beginning, from Cain and Abel, before the flood. Everything has been happening. Now, God separated Abraham and enacted a covenant with him so that he can use him to bring the perfect salvation to the world in the person of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Now, the Bible says, if there is no atonement, without the shedding of blood, there cannot be remission of sin. So somebody needed to die so that the problem of sin can be what? Can be cleared off. Before then, what they were doing was that they were killing goats. They were killing rams. But it is unequal. It's an, it's, when in the, in the, in the uh, what do you call about, about life, in the principle of life, is an unequal scale. You are using the life of an animal to try to redeem the life of a man. It doesn't, they are not on the same scale. Do we understand that? They are not on the same scale. So, their sin could not be fully atoned for. It could only be what? It could only be covered. So, the, the issue of sin was still there. And that's why in the olden days, when you read the Old Testament, God would just verse. 20,000 people would just die. I mean, I would just wonder, this is God. I fear you. Akan, Akan that stole something, some things from when they went to battle. He, they brought him out. The, he died. Not, not just him. Himself, his family, his generation. All of them just die like that. Some people were, they were cursing uh, Miriam and some guys. They, they, were, they, were, they were trying to rebel against Moses. What happened? He said they should bring all their family out. They exempted Miriam, maybe because is Moses' sister. What happened? There was an earthquake, and all of them with their family, <laughs> they entered the earthquake. If you see the way God was killing people in the Old Testament, you'll be surprised. Praise the Lord. Why? Because the power of sin was still in place. So God needed to do something. God needed to do something. God is a just God, so sin must be punished. And there's the merciful side of God. But because he's the king of the universe, 
it needs to make sure that it maintains justice. Praise the Lord. And that is how Jesus came. When Jesus came, John said, Behold, the Lamb of God that has come to take away the sins of the world. Now, even Jesus and human beings, the scale is not what? It's not the same. Abi, because Jesus' life is a what? It's a divine life. A human life is a what? Is a human life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So what happened? God used a divine life to redeem a human life. Automatically, the human life was upgraded to a what? To a divine life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Automatically. So the life you have now, it is not an ordinary life. It is not a normal life. It is a Zoe kind of life. Sickness cannot afflict you. Coronavirus, if you shake somebody by mistake, you know, I'm not asking people to go around shaking people, though, but let's say by, by mistake, you just shake somebody that has the virus. I'm telling you that that, that virus will die. The, that virus will die. It will, it, will, it will shrivel up. Praise the Lord. Because the life you have is the life of God. Praise the Lord. That is why from being a son of man, you are now a son of God. And that is why you have victory. Praise the Lord. That is why you have what? You have victory. It is a gift that God has given to you. It is a gift that God has given to you. Victory is given to you. Victory is given to you. Now, let me just close by this. How do you, how do you exercise your victory? How do you make sure that you keep on being in victory? It's in the same verse. That same verse that we read. It said, these things I've spoken to you that if you are in me, you will have what? You have peace. The key word is that in Christ. In Christ. Psalm 91 verse 1 to 3. Can we just, just show me Psalm 91 verse 1? It says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. When you dwell, you need to dwell in God's presence. You need to dwell in God. Some of you, you are born again, but you are not in God. Jesus said, abide in me and let my words abide in you. Praise the Lord. Your mind, what your mind is full of, your mind is full of social media. It's full of uh, BB Niger. It's full of, um, uh, it's full of different things and it's not full of God. And the Bible says that out of the treasures of your heart, what do you do? You bring forth good things. So it is what is inside of you that you bring forth. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, we need to dwell in God. You have a choice. It's a choice you need to have. And that scripture has explained it. It's either you are dwelling in the world or you are dwelling in God. If you dwell in Christ, what is the experience you will have? You experience peace. Peace means shalom. Shalom means wholeness. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. No loss anywhere. No bad reports. Everything around you is going well. That is what shalom means. Or you want to be in the world. When you are in the world, what do you experience? You experience tribulations of the world. 
You experience the challenges of the world. You experience all the problems that the world they're experiencing. Praise the Lord. How do you dwell in God? You dwell in God by dwelling in his word, by transforming your mind. He said, renew your mind. He said, be ye renewed by the word. Be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. So, the way you exercise your victory is to stay in the word of God. You must stay in the word. Stay in the word of the Lord. Stay in God's word. You see, one of the challenges we have now, praise the Lord. Now, let me just round up. One of the challenges you have is distractions. The greatest challenge that people have now is they are easily dwarfed. They are easily distracted. The devil doesn't have any power. What the devil has is gimmicks, is uh, deceptions. He doesn't have any power. And uh, he has to do it in such a way that we can easily be distracted. Some people, as you are here, you are not here. Your mind is somewhere. Some people, even in God's presence, they are still shouting. They are still posting pictures on social media. How can somebody be doing praise and worship? And you are worshiping God, and you are doing selfie, and you are worshiping God. To me, me, I don't understand the, how uh, would I call it, the revelation behind it. And you are crying, weeping, God, you are so good, you are wonderful. You know, what's the, what revelation? What's the, what's the, what are, who are you doing? What, is it God you are worshiping or you are worshiping people? Praise the Lord. So, you must avoid distraction. You must create time to stay in the word. You must pursue the word. You must have a test for the word. You must crave for the word of God. And you must meditate in it. That is the way to dwell. When we talk about dwelling in Christ, we are talking about dwelling in the word. When you dwell in the word, you will experience the victory that comes by the word. The Bible says we are more than conquerors through him that has loved us. The Bible says that if God be for us, who can be against us? So the question now is that the promises have been given. You have a new life. You have a redeemed life. You have a regenerated life. You have a divine life, but you must walk in it. And for you to walk in it, you must walk in the word. Praise the Lord. You must do what? Walk in, avoid distractions. You have, been, you have been on social media. You have been on uh, WhatsApp. You have been commenting on everybody's posts. Has it added anything to you? If, if it's not a business for you, then cut it out. Cut, limit your online presence, except it's something that will defy your spirit. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In the days of adversity, what will help you? It is the spirit man that you have developed. And you develop your spirit man by the word of God that you put in it. Praise the Lord. And that is how you manifest the victory. Praise the Lord. I see you manifesting victory this year in the name of Jesus. Everything that God has promised you this year you will experience it in Jesus' name. The Bible says the God visited Sarah as he has spoken. God will visit you based on everything he has said to you this year. Go back to all the things you have written down at the beginning of the year. Go back to it and don't close them. Open them again. I want to tell you that God will exceed your expectation for 2020 in the mighty name of Jesus. I would like to give somebody an opportunity to accept Jesus this morning. You see, everything I've said, if you are not in Christ, then you don't have the victory. You might be experiencing the worst kind of victory, 
but you need the God kind of victory. And for you to have that kind of victory, you need Jesus in your life. Jesus is the way, is the way, the truth, and the life. All else bow, all eyes closed.